Alright, welcome back to another um, edition of um, the podcast. This is episode three here. Um, just turned left. Um, <clears throat> Jordan here with um, just one, the only, Chase Merriman tonight. Uh, Dustin is out. He's feeling under the weather. Uh, so we're gonna, we'll bring this to you. Um, we'll two-man this tonight instead of the trio. So I'm uh, hoping he gets, Dustin gets to feeling better. Uh, got a lot of things to talk about tonight. Got the de- debrief of the uh, clash. <clears throat> got an interview with uh, Brett Holmes that that Chase did. Um, did a pretty good job with it. Um, we had some technical get difficulties with me in there, but um, uh, Chase has a really good in depth one on one interview with him. And um, to break down his season um, preview and. Um, his expectations, as as we've noted on so the social media aspects, um, we were happy to have him on and finally get that talk um, in the works. Um, Chase, how's the day been, man? Um, I know we're both happy on that Auburn win. Got that Auburn win today. It's always good to beat Alabama. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, it's been a good day. Uh, I want to, again, thank Brett for coming on the show and talking to us. Uh, you know, from my point of view, this is just three guys from Alabama who love racing. And, uh, you know, I really can't think of a better first guest to be on the show than Brett being from Alabama, you know, working his way up the NASCAR ranks. So that was really cool. So I want to start off by thanking him again for coming on the show. Uh, but, yeah, been a good day so far. We can't wait to get into the show here and get to Daytona next week, man. I'm excited. Oh yeah, me too, man. There's a lot to go on um, to go around for Daytona. Um, real quick, before we jump into Daytona, <clears throat> we'll let's take a few minutes to go back over the clash. We all three, we all three said that um, a Toyota was going to win. We all said that. Um, I think you or Dusty, one of y'all picked the right one to win. I think one of y'all picked Denny Hamlin, right? Yeah, I think Dusty did. I. I'm sorry, Christopher Bell. Look, I I picked Christopher Bell. I thought my jinxing of racing drivers were over was over when Blaney won the championship last year, but clearly it's not. So I'll take the fault for that, Christopher. I, I apologize, but <laughs> the man didn't even make the race, Chase. Man, that's that was tough. But. Let's talk about that real quick. The several guys that we expected to be shoe ins for the for the clash. To make it, didn't make it. You know, uh, RFK, they hadn't made a race all. They've never made a clash at the Coliseum since they, they've been going there. And the guy who we all expected to sh- be a shoe-in on, on that side was Chris Busher, as He has three wins last year, one of them being at a short track at Richmond. And we figured with all the improvements, you know, Keselowski was going to probably make it. But, man, Kez in. Busher out. I mean, some big names didn't make it, didn't they? Yeah, that was it was crazy, man. And and you know, I want to mention. I think it was a great decision by NASCAR to go ahead and have the clash on Saturday night with all the weather coming in. You know, uh, I'm a NASCAR fan, so I got to complain about something. You know, I wish they would have thrown the LCQ in there still, but the main thing was get the clash in. So I, that was a really good decision. See, I think that, that was unprecedented of them moving a race. They literally showed up Saturday morning, unloaded the cars, you know, going through tech and everything, and then <laughs> they throw it four hours later. Oh, by the way, we're racing tonight on Saturday night because, uh, you know, we got – I mean, it was like ungodly weather. I mean, it was like revelations, like, in, in you know, in the Bible-type rain like that they were, you know, forecasting. And, and we we saw the Twitter jokes and all that. They, they weren't racing. They, they, they weren't. Sorry, I'm scratching my foot. <laughs> but they were not they were not racing, man. They were not they were not gonna race there in LA. Uh, LA doesn't get a lot of rain like that, but it's still raining out there as uh, as as of three days later than the original schedule. So they were never gonna get that in. It's crazy, man. Just starting out the year, NASCAR somewhere and the rain's there, so hopefully that's just a one off. Hopefully we don't have too many races like that this year. <laughs> Looking at the schedule for Daytona this week or next week, there's about a 50% chance. But it's Daytona. We expect that. I mean, you and me have been – we were there last year in the in the summer race. 
and we saw all week that it was supposed to rain and we took that extra day off of work and we didn't get wet not one time. Yeah. So, right. I mean, it's Daytona. We expect that. There's going to be a rain chance. But um, before we get too far off topic of the weather, <laughs> we uh, got some heated rivalries already, man. Ty Gibbs went from, dude, he's transcending on Twitter and Instagram and stuff right now, being a villain and, you know, ruffling people's feathers. But now you got a bad guy like Logano. A lot of guys do not like, a lot of NASCAR fans do not like him. And now the bully's kind of getting bullied a little bit. And um, I think a lot of NASCAR fans are siding with Ty Gibbs on this, you know. Yeah. You know, when he had his issues with Noah Gregson and a bunch of other guys he's had issues with, you know, everybody was quick to jump the gun on Ty Gibbs. I am very – I have been very um, quick to judge Ty Gibbs. That's been documented with you. You know that. And, and, and Dusty and – you know, Dusty's kind of neutral on him. I mean, we've got the rich kid in a top car mentality with him, but at the same time, the kid backs it up. And he has that win in the bag, two and a half seconds on a quarter mile track is actually absurd. I mean, that's a massive lead. Like, that's ridiculously big. That would be like being half a straightaway ahead at Talladega by yourself with no draft. And, you know, with him moving up Logano and stuff, the kid was going for his first win. Granite being an exhibition race, but you know that mean it still means something. It still right. means something to to the guy to get his first win. And being a points race or not, you still want to win. You know they, you know these guys were the charter teams. They were forced to go out there, and it sucks that, like you said, the LC, LCQ was um, the LCQ was scrapped. But um, at the same time, it gave it gave the uh, you know it made it imperative that your practice time was you know your speed it, 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 your 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 speed still mattered and you know he was one of the top 2 3 cars fastest all all week like the when they showed up at practice he was good and and in race trim he was good so i don't think i think that might be a little foreshadowing of what's to come with him but NASCAR drivers in a race that don't mean anything, and damn, they still get their feelings and panties in a wad. Yeah, man. I mean, you got that situation. I know you got Ricky Stenhouse and John Hunter, and then uh, you had Tyler Reddick and Ross Chastain. You had Bubba and Kyle Larson. Like, man, that's that's eight drivers right there already. McDowell was mad at somebody. McDowell was involved there. I mean, it was crazy, like. Yeah, but I mean, expect that at a quarter mile track. I mean, and again, no points. <laughs> you got people just going all out essentially. So, yeah, I mean, take a bunch of cup drivers, throw them on at a Talladega short track, it'd be the same thing. Yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> we um, looking forward to Daytona, right? Clash is in behind, it's behind us. A lot of social media buzz, especially being spearheaded right now by uh. Daniel, or not Daniel Henry, uh, Dell Jr. Uh, want to get away from the clash at the L.A. Coliseum. What is your opinion on that? Because I'm pretty sure you know my opinion on that. I like going fast. I like turning left. And Dusty is probably also going to be on the same side as me. But you're the more neutral guy, more best bang for your buck kind of money. What is your opinion on this? Because, you know, I, I side with Dell Jr. and wanting to move it to Daytona again and leaving it there. Yeah, so, I mean, my personal opinion, I would like for it to be at Daytona too. I don't know that NASCAR is going to do that. So, for me, the question with the clash in general is what does NASCAR want the clash to be, okay? Do they want it to be this big spectacle where they go places that you don't necessarily think NASCAR off the top of your head and have these big musical acts and – try to introduce it to people who, you know, new people like that. Do they want do they want to take it back to like a more traditional type thing for like the traditionalist fans? They want something in the middle. I think, you know, for to answer the question, it has to, you have to know what NASCAR truly wants the clash to be, the powers that be at NASCAR. So for me, personally, yes, I would like for it to go back to Daytona. But I kind of think NASCAR is going to be more on the thing on the side of 
taken at different places. Like I know, I think Mexico's even been mentioned. And yeah. uh, so if, if you do that, then I mean, it's probably going to be some, some setup kind of like the Coliseum now, a little short track like that. And you're going to have the big music artists and that kind of stuff and just trying to introduce it to new people. Um, I think if they did something like that, it would be kind of it, it would be kind of cool if they went to Canada because I know there's a lot of NASCAR fans in Canada, and you know they're always having to come down to Michigan or such to really see a NASCAR race. Now that the trucks aren't at Canadian Tire anymore either, so yeah, I, they lose their they they lost their race. So I mean, I think I guess if you're going that route, that would be kind of cool because, like I said, I know there are a ton of I've interacted with a lot on Twitter, a lot of Canadian NASCAR fans, so or X or whatever, but. Uh, so I think, like I said, my personal opinion, I, I agree. I would like for it to be at Daytona again because that's just it screams clash and speed weeks to me. But I mean, if NASCAR wants to do something different, then I'm not overly against it. Yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> you hit on the spectacle of like going overseas or moving a court above the border or even below the border. Um, I feel like. You know, we already have, and this sounds, I know, I know the Clash is not, what I'm about to compare this to is not the Clash. It's not the Cup Series, not the Xfinity Series, not even the Truck Series. But we already have these regional events. We've already got the Mex- Mexico Series. We have mm-hmm. the Penn Series, or the Canadian Series now, is what they call it. <clears throat> what I've seen a lot on Twitter is, what if you took, two or three of those guys took two of the three of the Mexico guys and threw them in there. But then again, these guys, some of them have very little, you know, experience in anything but one of those cars, let alone have any following. I right. mean, think about it. Watching that, I, I watched, I stayed up and watched the Mexico series race. Um, then went out and grabbed some beers with the boys, but Looking on there, there was only like two guys that I knew. I mean, outside of Daniel Suarez, the you know De La Parra because he runs Arcasum or Perez De La Perez or Parra or De La Perez Perez, and then Max Gutierrez because he ran some truck races. Yeah. Outside of that, I had no idea, and I'm not being ignorant to it. I mean, I watched it to tune in just to get in, you know, to to get a um a better perspective of these guys. And the racing was honestly pretty good. I mean, essentially, those Mexico cars are late model bodies, essentially with updated rear, you know, uh, front clips. You know, little long, uh, longer rear windshield. Kind of that—that that was a little odd. You know, I don't know how, and I didn't like the way that the numbers are on the cars. I don't think anybody did. I don't think that a winch, a number should be on half the front windshield of a car. I think as much visibility as you can have is the best. Yeah. But the racing product itself was good, and I see why a lot of people like it. The Penty Series, the racing product is good, and I see why they like it. But to me, personally, I don't think, like I said, the experience, you don't, most of these guys don't have experience. I don't think you can just go throw four or five, six guys in a cup car that don't even have that experience in there. And then I also don't think that you would want to take the illustrious you know, effect of a cup car away and put, you know, these people in these cup drivers and late models. I mean, I know a lot of grassroots, grassroots people, Landon Huffman, those kind of guys. I, I know you, I tweet you a lot on Twitter or X and I see your love for grassroots racing Landon. But um, outside of guys like him, I don't think, you know, that's the option to go with. I think going away, I think it needs to go back to Daytona. I think it needs to stay away from grassroots racing because, and the only reason I say that is because personally we are, we, it takes away. I like going to North Wilkesboro. I like going to short tracks. I'm okay with that, but that's the all-star race. And they're trying NASCAR is, I think trying to listen to the fans and get back to short tracks. You know, I think we both agree with that. And we're wanting to get back to Rockingham. That's that's going on. But we already have a truck points event at North Wilkesboro, so that kind of fills that grassroots gap. We're going to have, if Rockingham gets back on, Cup Series, Xfinity Series, Trucks, probably Xfinity and Truck will probably go back. We have, we, we have that's going to go back, and, and that'll be covered. 
but we're we we we're getting so NASCAR fans, like you said, we're never happy. We're getting to the point where we forget about how great it was at Daytona because we say we don't want a lot of cars being torn up. How many cars got torn up at the Coliseum when you put 25, 26, 27 cars on a quarter mile track that's supposed, that shouldn't only hold about 16 cars? No. You know, that point is still the same. Well, we're going up here and tearing shit up. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, and we know NASCAR teams are not really making money off sponsorship anymore. You know, those talks with the charters and stuff, that's being really evaluated right now, you know, because the teams are not having a lot of money. It's a big reason Kyle Busch sold the truck series program. It's a reason why Dell Jr. is so adamant about finding drivers that have money but also can drive the, you know, drive the damn thing. I mean, Brandon Jones ain't the worst driver, but, I mean, he also comes with a lot of funding. So, I mean – these guys, going back to, and I know that's Xfinity Series and not the Clash, but I mean, it still fits the business model that NASCAR is, you don't race to make the money. You race because you love the sport and, you know, going to a grassroots place, I like it as as a, as a you know, as a points-paying event. Let's, to me, it means more to have a points-paying event a championship round of thir- out of the 36 that you race because that, that is, is, I'm telling you right now, if North Wilkesboro goes on tomorrow and announces they're having a cup race, it's selling out in 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, and I don't think any of us are going to complain if it took a date away from, like, Texas or, like, Gateway or something like that. We're, we're not going to complain about it. Or New Hampshire, not Gateway, uh, Gateway. New Hampshire, track that doesn't put, produce a lot of action. We're not going to complain. But we've complained about the clash being out west, but we were also the same people that complained that it was at the Daytona Road Course, that it was at Texas, that or, or not 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 Texas, uh, but the Daytona Road Course and um, the 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 All Star Race was at Texas and Bristol. That's where I was going with that. But NASCAR fans were never happy, and yeah. so I think, like Dale Jr. said, it teases you of what the 500 is. You know, I don't like to echo what Dell Jr. said as well. I don't care if it's 10 cars. I don't care if it's 14 cars. I don't care if it's 28 cars. Get your pole winners. That's how it's always been. Get your past champions in. Get your past winners. Don't matter the criteria if you want it. Don't matter when you were champion. Bobby Labonte wants to enter because he's won the shootout and he's won a championship. All who cares? Let him let him join. And because it's not going to hurt to go back. And speed weeks used to mean speed weeks. I mean, you had you had your – I think the clash at Daytona as well brought more value to short track racing at Volusia and, and, and all those little short tracks down there, New Smyrna, because, like, when we were down there, even in the summer, they were racing the weekly stuff, and you and me wanted to get down there and go do it, but there was so much going on from – Thursday to Saturday at the, at the big track, we didn't have time to go over there. But speed weeks used to mean speed weeks. Right. And, you know, now it's, what, four days? And they still want to call it speed weeks only because Advent Health can put their name all over it. <clears throat> you know, bring the class back a week early. Keep everybody in Daytona. Go watch some grassroots guys at Volusia and – you know, New Smyrna, bring some of those NASCAR guys in. We get it. And stay your ass in Daytona for 10, 12 days. I know right now that if you and me had 10 days of vacation and 2025, it says, oh, Clash is back. But while we're here, like we're going, because, you know, back in the day, they used to do the Clash, Arca Race on the same day. Then they do pole qualifying on Sunday. Then, then, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday as well. Every day from pole qualifying on, there was practice. Well, we don't do practice anymore. Luckily, they're going to have practice at Daytona. Thank God. So, you know, I know that if we had 10 days off and it was now, we would be there. I mean, we, 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 we we're going to go to Daytona next week, but, you know, Unfor- uh, un- un- unforeseen things happened where some of our group couldn't go. 
And we're going to, so we all decided, you know what, we'll just go the next week to Atlanta. So it works out like that sometimes. But I just think with all the grassroots racing that's already in the Daytona area, let it be there. Bring it back. Pole winners, make it old school. If you want to do 25 laps, you want to do 125 laps. It doesn't matter. People go, look, we're rednecks. We're going to, we're going to tune in and watch it. And it doesn't matter where you go. They're going to wad them up regardless. Let's get, let's let's be honest. There's not a lot of respect in NASCAR right now. So, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm all ears to hear what you have to say right now. So, I mean, we're we're you know, I think we're both on the same page though. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I, I just don't know that NASCAR is going to do that because, like I said, I think they want to expand it out. Like I am all on board with that. Going back to Daytona and doing just like that, but. I just feel like they're really in on this making the clash, this this big event, <clears throat> which is fine. I mean, we you know the more people that we bring in, the better. Um, you know, I, I think there's probably somewhere in the middle that you could probably find a compromise if NASCAR truly is on that side, like I think they are, because I think you got a lot of people that. Are, all, a lot of people share our view that you should go back to Daytona, but then there's a lot of people that share NASCAR's view of, oh, those last few clashes were terrible at Daytona anyway, blah, 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 blah. So I think there's probably somewhere in the middle there maybe you could find a common ground on. Um, I will say one cool idea I saw on Twitter, I don't think it'll ever happen, and I wish I could remember who I saw it from so I can give them credit for coming up with the idea. Um, and if it was you and you're watching, you know, comment below on Twitter. But uh, – I saw an idea of you take, I think they said like the, maybe the playoff guys from each series, the cup Xfinity and trucks and put them on the road course, have like the three different classes all racing. I think that'd be a cool idea for flash, but I think that was one of the YouTubers was a Darian Gilliam Gilliam or, or Eric Eastup. I think it was one of them. Cause I, I saw that same tweet. Yeah. I, like I said, I wish I could remember who it was exactly. I think it might've been a, it was like a higher profile NASCAR account. Like, yeah. You, so, uh, but I think that was—I think that's a really cool idea. You know, I don't like I, said, I don't really think NASCAR would do that either. But I do think that would be a cool little different kind of thing you could do there. To they could create some intrigue to something different. But well, jumping back to it, you know, Denny Hamlin did win. You know, he did win. So if Toyota didn't win. He was a favored to win. He's a top three favorite to win. Um, we did have all the drama. Toyotas are going to be bad fast in Daytona. We know that. There, and I, I would assume, I would, I would assume that this Daytona 500 qualifying will probably be the fastest in the in the next gen car era, with all the changes that. Because I mean, look, if you're in a Hendrick car at Daytona and you're trying to do Daytona 500 qualifying, your odds of being in the top four are pretty pretty good. I mean, Alex Bowman's never qualified outside of top row i think or something like that some wild stat and um but the fords are gonna be fast i know you're partial to the fords blaney's a ford you know that new nose though you know and it, it's in the and 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 toyota's nose they're all flattened and 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 spaced out like the silk like other they're not spaced out but flattened and flared out like the camaro I mean, I mean, copycat, you know, monkey see, monkey do. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I mean, that's how NASCAR is. But they all have now, they all have their own unique look, and they still all look like street cars, but they all have the same front end, essentially, where they're all, all going to be able to push and cut through the air. So wasn't a surprise to see the new car do good. Um, Blaney drove from dead last to finish what? What was that? What, what place did he finish? Third, yeah. Third, yeah, so, like, passing was not a hard thing for either one of the new cars. Bubba Fennett was in the back, got wrecked, and then drove up to six before being spun out again and going up the tunnel, which was a badass way to say, I'm out of here, L.A. Like, I, I thought that was pretty cool. That was super cool. <clears throat> but, um, clash in the rearview mirror. Um, we, we, a lot of drama we touched on. A lot of big names, like you said, Christopher Bell missed, um, Busher missed. Um, yeah, and I, I, I just want to mention this. I don't want to put like too much 
emphasis into the clash for like an event, like a track that there's really nothing on the schedule similar to, I mean, Martinsville kind of, but even that's really different. But yeah. well, I got to throw out there, Justin Haley, man, in the Rick Ware car, he qualified top 10, ran top 10 the whole race until he had his engine issue or whatever that was he had. So I feel like that's at least got to be some optimism for them. Like, okay, we've got this alliance with RFK and it, maybe that's, if you're a Justin Haley fan, that's got to be, at least a little bit of optimism, like okay, it's we could do that something with this. Yeah, he he did do very well, and I I know Kaz Grala, it didn't show it on the speed chart, but his consec like on his fastest time, but he only missed the cut by a tenth, and um, that's very like you said, that's very significant improvement for a team that's been in the back. And my God, do we have some news to talk about improvement on Spire again, man? I mean, good Lord, we'll get to them in a minute. But, man, just these smaller teams, like you said, Rick Ware, Spire, you know, all these teams, are they're coming to play. And I think the teams, the two teams that really were spearheading that was, you know, in the last couple of years has been front row. They've got multiple wins with Michael McDowell. And I think you see it a lot in, um, you know, Legacy, uh, Petty, GMS, like, you know, as we've all known it. You know, Petty, Motor, Richard Perry, Motorsports. And that all started with Bubba Wallace moving from Roush back, you know, six, seven years ago into that car and building that car, <clears throat> building that car up for, you know, Eric Jones to take over. And, you know, they got to win in 2022 at Darlington. And, um, you know, so those two smaller teams, and I know that's crazy to say Petty and small teams, but Petty, Petty's name is just not, we know that Petty's name is just attached to it just for selling points and sponsors. He doesn't have nothing to do with that team other than marketing and, you know. But, you know, Jimmy Johnson spearheading that. And I think that's – Jimmy Johnson leading at Chevrolet, that was a big thing. And I don't think Jimmy Johnson would, you know, put his name on anything that he didn't think was going to be worth something. And for him to run a quarter – literally a quarter of the races for Toyota in the, you know, legacy, that – that means that he's buying in as well. And so these smaller teams were looking and forming, you know, we said the same thing about, we are talking about Spire and Rick Ware. Now we were saying the same thing about these other teams, you know, not too long ago, a couple hand, you know, handful of years ago. Yeah. And so, like you said, it's a great turning point for Rick Ware racing. Justin Haley is a good little driver. He's a little badass driver. I mean, he ain't no fluke. He left a, B, C tier team last year in college. Uh, uh, we were all shocked. I mean, he's been family with them. He's got them, you know, a lot of wins and has been there forever. So that was a shock to see him turn the leaf. And I guess the leaf, you know, is turned and we'll see how it goes. We don't expect them to be a playoff contender, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them up at, you know, in the, around the top 10, top 15 at some road courses and some plate tracks. But, um, Gotta, we need to figure out a good name for the news, like in the news. What about, what about, we should go like, you know, let's see, what's happening in the high groove or something like that. We need a good name. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure we'll, something out. We'll figure something out. But uh, going into news, that we'll, we'll, we'll cover Daytona. Um, as we get closer next week, we'll, uh, we'll do our betting odds and we'll hopefully have Dusty back. Um, <clears throat> I know he'll be excited to be back for Daytona 500 week and the duels and all the open cars. Um, ARCA's already got 50-plus cars. You know, that's that's just nuts. I mean, so that's that's a good thing in the news right now. Um, your man Marco Andretti is racing. He announced, it, he announced that he's racing. Yeah, I'm interested to see how he does. I'm pretty sure that's going to be his first super speedway race in, in a stock car so that'll be interesting to see how that goes and I, he got the, the test i know so he's got some experience in that but the race is a completely different thing so you know i'll be rooting for him anytime there's an andretti on the track that's that's my guy so and he's got um he's got a uh you know gonna be running that 04 truck for spire roper essentially if like you said spire man they they're in the news and you know um they signed Rajah Karuf today, uh, today, you yeah. know, good talent. And I was talking to you and some of our other buddies uh, in the 
group chat before, there's some significance to it because he, the title sponsor he has, or his, his main sponsor, is HendrickCars.com, same one Kyle Larson has. So Hendrick is tied into it. You know, he ran those last few races for uh, in the Xfinity Series for Hendrick, and he's ran a Hendrick truck for Spire, and we've seen Hendrick guys go run for Spire, and, you know, when they do, like, one-off races. It's big because Alex Bowman has not been good the last couple of years. Yeah. You know, and Raja, is a, he's more marketable. He's more talented, in my opinion, right now. Or not, I'm not saying more talented because Alex Bowman, I'm not, I'm, I made the mistake of being, and I got attacked on it, on Sam Mayer last week. So let me let me back it down. I don't need to go two for two and, and, and crap on, you know, Alex Bowman here. But um, I say his ceiling's a lot higher. He's more marketable, and he's already got that Hendrick connection. If Bowman has another year like he had last year and the year before, granted he got hurt, I could see that seat getting really hot. And Raja, and as you know, we know how this goes in NASCAR. The the deals go quick, mm-hmm. and you know, Hosevar jumping in from you know the forty two truck at Nice last year to Cup. You know, they, they spin quick. The wheels spin quick. No pun intended. I mean. So I, I was glad to see him get a ride. We've been we've been anticipating that. Speaking of Spire, um, we uh we sat down with like you said you sat down with Brett Holmes. I was there originally, but got an unfo- uh, untimely call. And um, here in a few seconds, we're gonna tell you what he had to say. Um, Chase did a great job. I'm glad to hear what he had to say. Like you said, when we when we introduced him to the show. Um, local guy, grew up watching him at the short track at Talladega. And so um, here is a few words from him and um, him and Chase. They sat down one-on-one. He gave us a few time, a few few minutes of, of his time to, uh, you know, let us know what he was going, what he had going on in the off season and um, all the exciting news he had. So we're going to bring that to you right now and uh, we'll pick up with you after that interview. All right, we're back here on Just Turning Left. I'm Chase. We got Brett Holmes here, driver of the number 32 Chevrolet Silverado in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Uh, he's going to be here for a few minutes, talk to us about you know his expectations for this season and kind of some of the off-season moves they've made. Uh, so, Brett, I mean, we're getting close to Daytona. How, how you guys feeling about that? Uh, we feel really good about this season, man. It's, uh, you know, I think like a lot of teams or a lot of people are kind of going through changes, uh, the, the preseason anxiety setting in. So, um, you know, but uh, we, we've made a lot of changes and, and I think a lot of uh, ones that are going to kind of get us the direction we wanted to go. Um, you know, we, we well underperformed last year in our expectations. So I think a lot of the things we've we've done, uh, we're, we're going to be sitting in a good, good position for next year. Obviously got a new crew chief and, you um, have a couple different processes that we've changed. So uh, it might, might take us a little bit to get us, you know, in the groove of where we want to be next, this next season, but uh, everything we've, we've put in place, I'm, I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, man, that it sounds awesome. Uh, and you mentioned, you know, you got a new crew chief there, Mike Shiplett coming on board and, you know, that's a guy who he's won races in all three series. Uh, you know, he's crew chief for guys like Kyle Larson and, yeah. uh, you know, Alex Bowman, guys like that. So, you know, what what has he kind of brought in to y'all so far and those new kind of things y'all are doing different with him? He's he's brought a lot to the table, man. I, I'm really shocked that uh, we were able to bring him on board. Honestly, I was a little uh, – I was pretty surprised about that. But, uh, you know, he's uh, he's extremely smart. Um, you know, very cut and dry guy. He's very, very businesslike. He's, and he, he, but he does a very good job of explaining to me things that um, – you know, things that I, I haven't been as aware of in the past and, and savvy on setup stuff. So um, he's doing a good job of, of walking me through a lot of that. But um, obviously, you know, having that much experience across those three series, he's uh, seen and done it all. So um, the only way I can describe it is this, is uh, I got an NFL coach to come play for or to come coach a college team. So, um, so I, I think we'll, you know, I've got the right guy in place and, and we can, you know, eventually get to the point where we want to be. Um, you know, I 
don't know how we're going to start off. You know, obviously um, we're positive and, and think we'll be okay, but um, you know, it, it wasn't uh room wasn't built in a day. So, and, and it'll take a, be a little bit of a process to get there, but um, I'm, I'm really look, looking forward to getting the, the season started with him and um, improving, improving along the way. Right. Right. And, you know, you guys have got an alliance with Spire this year, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. We've, uh, Ink that deal this off season and um, which was huge for us and, and we felt like was really needed. Um, you know, the way the weekends are, or schedule of events are structured now, uh, we've only got about 20 to 30 minutes of practice sessions, most of our races. So um, that all of, you know, that that's been great to save teams money and, and, and stuff like that when it comes to tires and just time in general. But um where it hurts is for a smaller team that doesn't get as much manufacturer support or simulator time. Um, you know, you, you're basically showing up to the track and you've got what you got. So uh, you can't make very many adjustments. You can't, you can't even jack the truck up on pit road to make uh, adjustments in those smaller sessions. So um, it, it's really important that you have that simulator time or have a relationship with a team that does. And, and that was kind of the point of that. And also there's a bunch of guys over there that, um, I've uh, kind of built a relationship and rapport with over the last year or two um, that I like working with and, and um, we get along great. I think, you know, it built a friendship too. So, um, so I, I think it was good for everybody and um, you know, uh, they're, they're going to be a great team to work with. They've got a lot of good people over there, a lot of good crew chiefs and drivers and um, you know, obviously taking over the KBM stable uh, and shop. So um, yeah, we're, we're uh, really excited about our relationship with them and, and how that, uh, how that kind of progresses this season. Yeah, man. Uh, it seems like that would be a really positive thing for a team like you guys, you know, just starting up. I know last year was your first uh, full-time season in the truck series uh, as a team. And then, like you said, you know, with the limited time you get on track these days in practice, that's, you know, it, kind of, it seems like it would make it harder to get that built up. So like you said, having a team like Spire, especially who get, a, you know, a cup team, they run a few Xfinity races and now they're, they've, like you said, bought the KBM stable for trucks, uh, having that benefit. I, I know that would help you guys. Um, and so switching gears just a little bit, this is something we talked about here on this podcast in our first episode. So this season, you guys are starting out at Daytona, of course, as always. And then week two, you go straight to Atlanta, which now with the repave is kind of races like a super speedway. Right. How do you, as a driver and an owner, essentially being the family team, how do you balance that level of, you know, you're at a super speedway, so it's a race that anybody can win, but it's also a race where, you know, there's a good chance you could tear up two, two trucks at the beginning of the season there. How do you balance yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, the, really the first three races are in the truck series as aggressive as the drivers are and as aggressive the trucks are. Um, those first first three races hold, hold a lot of risk. You can either get in a hole really quick or get ahead really quick. And um, because after that, you know, there are a lot of tracks where it's easier to stay out of trouble. Um, so, you know, it's, it's difficult, you know, the first, uh, you know, Daytona and Vegas last year, we got in a wreck, uh, in, in both races. So, uh, Daytona, no fault our own Vegas kind of was, but, um, yeah, it, it's really tough. You know, everybody's so tense to get the season started and everybody wants a good run to start the season, to build that momentum and set that, um, tone for the rest of the year. So, you know, everybody's trying their best too, but, uh, it, that can lead to a lot of dumb dumb decisions or dumb mistakes that shouldn't happen. So, um, you know, that's, I, and we've always been really good at super speedways and I feel like I, I my driving style or I've always loved them. So uh, as long as we stay out of trouble, I, I feel very confident in us being top 10 or being there at the end. Um, it, it's just finishing those races. It's the hardest part of it. Um, everybody's so aggressive. The trucks punch such a big hole in the air with their bodies. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, it, it's crazy that the, the the momentum and uh, the runs you can get just uh, just from that aero difference from a car to a truck. So, um, and then Atlanta's, you know, kind of the same way, you know, Atlanta's, you know, it's starting to wear out pretty quick, even from its first, uh, first race to second race. Um, you know, you notice how much everybody started kind of falling to one line and people started getting a little looser and struggle with handling more. So we'll see how Atlanta kind of changes down the road, but um, Atlanta, 
you know, is, is definitely above a mile and a half, but it's not a hundred percent super speedway yet either. So it's kind of somewhere in a weird in between and, and it's something we're not used to. So, um, but it, you know, it's, it holds just as much risk. Everybody's, uh, you know, uh, nose to tail and, uh, fighting for everything they can get. Right. Right. And so you mentioned, you know, you've, you guys have always ran pretty well at super speedway races and I know, you're from right down the road to Talladega. I know that's the race you want to win bad. Uh, you know, how, how bad do you truly want to win Talladega? Is that like your number one goal for, I mean, obviously you want to win every race, but then, you know, you've got your hometown track there. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, um, it, it's already hard enough for those reasons. And, and, and then, you know, growing up racing across the road at the dirt track, Talladega short track and go karts or watching my dad race there and then going. Uh, racing go-karts there and then uh, racing dirt late models there. Um, so yeah, it would mean the world to us. We're, we're from obviously from this area and um, I'm, you know, we're 15 minutes away right now. So, um, but uh, yeah, it, it doesn't help though that, you know, with all of those reasons and then how close, how many times we've been so close to it in ARCA and, and the truck series. And um, I feel like I've finished, everywhere but first I've, I've been second to to six so many times uh it's it's uh it's really tough mentally after those races to to accept those facts and um you know the, the arca stuff we've been so close i mean the the truck race we've, we've basically won but didn't get the win but uh it's it's been very difficult and this last race you know we i, I knew it was coming eventually you can't run this many super speed races and be consistently top five like we've been uh without getting in a wreck so that's what happened uh this last time so um so yeah that would be a, a huge feat for us and and just um our family and and i don't want to say i hate to use words like legacy but um just with the history we've had we have at the dirt track and stuff that would be it'd be huge for us just even for that reason alone right yeah and i, I watched you race over there at the dirt track a long time before you made it up to the arca and truck so yeah i mean you know we're i think it's pretty we all everybody knows we're us on the podcast here are all from alabama local to talladega too so you know we're a little bit partial to you one the yeah. local too. so uh i know you gotta you got a few things to do so we're gonna, we're gonna end with this one uh we talked about a little bit about some of the changes and all so what what are your expectations for your team this year what do you think you need to achieve for you to be able to say at the end of the year you know we we made those these positive steps and we had a good year here at Brett Holmes racing. No, I, I mean, I expect to win a couple of races and make the playoffs. And that's, that's really what we'd like to do. Um, there's no reason we can't do that with the, with the level of equipment we have, we, we have, you know, uh, three or four brand new trucks, basically uh, the other half of our fleet aren't any older than two or three years old. And a lot of people can't say that. So, um, you know, we've, we've put a lot into our program and, and that relationship with Spire and, and having a guy like Mike ship, Mike Shiplett and um, guys like AJ Heaster and and uh, and Matt and Kenny on our team that have been with us. You know, I, I feel like we we know we have those potential to accomplish those things. Um, but uh, truck series are, is very tough. It's uh, so competitive. I feel like the most competitive series aside from Cup um, by far. I mean, you can look down the entry list. And there's 20 people. You can say, okay, they've accomplished something big. You know, you know who they are. And um, so, yeah, it, it, it is very tough and uh, would love to, you know, be able to compete for a championship. That's our goal. Um, you know, but first we've got to at least make the playoffs first and then be able to say work towards that. So, um, but I, I definitely, you know, I have no doubt we can, we have potential to win a couple of races and we finished top 10 a few times before and, and, and uh, a top five or two. So um, I know we're more than capable of it. It's just uh, putting the effort and, and work into it. That's awesome, man. Like, like I said, I know we're all here on the podcast going to be rooting for you. So, uh, you know, we'll be tuned in each week and good luck to you and the team this season. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming on. All right. So that was my one-on-one -on -one interview with Brett Holmes. Really cool guy. I mean, he was great. I just want again, I know I said at the beginning, again, I want to thank you for coming on, uh, being our first guest here on the show. Uh, you know, I, what struck me in the interview is he he's really confident going into this season with 
all everything they've done in the offseason. <laughs> talked about the new crew chief, Mike Shiplett. They've got the alliance with Spire. Uh, and again, you know, they're there at the end. He said that he expects them to win a couple races and make the playoffs. So, I mean, just that confidence that, that really struck me. That would be really cool to see. I know, you know, I mentioned in the interview with him, you know, the, so everybody on the show here, we're behind him, we're supporting him. So, Jordan, what'd you take away from the interview? Yeah, I was, like I said, I'm, um, I was, I still got to, you know, see his passion and, you know, we, I do also appreciate you, Brett. I mean, <clears throat> I'm glad you joined on and I know you said you'd like to join us throughout the season. So we, we do appreciate that. Um, being a local guy growing up 10 minutes from me, Dusty and Chase in high school at Pell City, you went to Mumford, played each other in sports. And so we appreciated, you know, we really do appreciate you getting on. And we like the enthusiasm you have for your, you know, for your, for your race team. I mean, getting a proven winner in Mike Shiplett, that was really big. You know, they had, they had some success last year. And I think they were let down. I mean, he's, Brett's not, let's just not take this away as Brett's some new guy in the sport. I mean, he's a 2020 ARCA, 2020 ARCA champion. I mean, yeah. he's, not, he's a proven, proven winner, proven champion. And <clears throat> for them to have that alliance with Spire, I mean, doesn't every truck team now have an alliance with Spire? I think we counted earlier. There's eight or nine that are going to be it this season, and Brett's one of them. Thank God. But, um, yeah, man, having a, a proven winner in Mike Shiplett, I think that truly means a lot because he's won in everything he's ever been a crew chief on. I mean, he's – I know you're a big fan of him. Um, and to have a veteran crew chief like that in a young guy's ear who – Probably was a little hard on himself last year because we, like we said, Brett's used to winning. He's yeah. used to being up front, and um, I didn't get to ask him this question. And I was hoping one of y'all, you would get to touch on it. But you know, I was going to ask him. You know, Arca is not what it's been in the last since he's raced full time there. It's still not what it is. It used to be. Like we talked about the Arca entry this year, having fifty on Daytona. It's not been like that in a long time. The last five, six years, and when Brett won it, he won it four years ago. So, I mean, he was racing against top team and top team drivers and, you know, not just paid drivers, and he was development drivers. He was racing against that are now in the Xfinity Series and Truck Series. And, you know, I think he might have been a little hard on himself because he's might like, you know, damn, I'm used to these, I'm used to beating these guys. I'm used to being right here, you know, you know nose to nose with these guys. And now I'm running 20th, 25th, and – you know, not having a lot of support, you know. So I, I think that, you know, Chevy support. So I think that, you know, him having, number one, having Mike Shepard, like I said, number two, having OEM support, having Chevrolet, getting some kind of sim time. You know, I think he mentioned, um, you know, he mentioned us. He was practicing with Grant Enfinger um, and some of the other guys at Coda, getting better on the sim, having his own sim at his, own, at his house and stuff. Having so having that support, having those trucks, having the equipment, having the the ass under you, you know, that's always a good feeling going into a new season. And I, I was a little shocked. I mean, like I said, I, I'm being real. I, I'm friend, we're friends with him, grown up around him. He comes to tailgates at Auburn, you know. But at the same time, we gotta we're here to be authentic and be real. We're unapologetically authentic on this show, and we joke with the bias and stuff, but. Going from 20th, 15th, 20th, 25th each week to now you're saying we're going to make the jump and we're going to make that we're going to make that 10 team, 10 team playoff and we're going to win some races. You, you you tend you tend to just be you know draw back a little bit, but at the same time, Brett's that guy to do it. Brett is Brett is a great driver. He's a great talent, and he's the type to do you know he puts his money where his mouth is. He's always bet on himself. He's always he's still driving for a family-owned team while he is getting good equipment. But I I I think we need to go back and especially with some other news that's been dropped out of the um on the NASCAR truck side, we need to go back and reevaluate our playoffs, you know, and, and look at look at that. Because yeah. like you said, he's very confident. And I'm proud of that. Uh, I'm I'm proud to call, you know, we need another Alabama local guy. He's a grassroots guy. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of him, and I'm I'm hoping that he just backs it up because 
every driver goes into the season thinking they're going to win or they're going to perform. Whether you're in a shit box or you're in Hen- Mr. Hendricks, you know, top ride, you're, you're, you expect to do what you are capable of. And if you don't, well, then you're judged on that. And we, we, it's probably safe to assume Brett would probably like to make his team bigger than what it is. And, and maybe we don't know if he wants to race there full time forever. I mean, his goal is always to move up. But, you know, we know that he probably wants to get an Xfinity Series ride the next year or two. He, and, and, and then after that, a cup, a cup ride. Like, and the only way to do that is to put your money where your mouth is. And like, he, like, he, like I said, he did it in ARCA. I don't see no reason why he can't do it in truck. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I I think, you know, there is some skepticism there anytime you hear a driver, like you said, who and it, but he, he openly said, you know, that they, they expected to run better than they did last year too. So yeah, know, I think they had more expectations for last year and then they think that they can take what they should have done last year and then build on what they should have done last year to then improve to where they could could and what he expects them to be at this year. So I think that you know, it's it's somewhere there where you got to have that confidence. If you you know, I mean, as a driver, confidence. If you get, it's all mental as much as it is physical. You know, you got to have that confidence in yourself to go out there and that you can get the job done every day, every week. And uh, you know, so it's cool to see that he still has that confidence, and especially in himself and in the team. So, you know, I I think, and again, Mike Shiplet is a huge deal. Like for anybody that's watching, I mean, he is one in every division of the top nascar i mean he's won a cup race he's won like 24 xfinity races he's won a truck race with casey kane back in the day so um you know he finished second with cole cush the xfinity championship back in like 2019 i think it was so that's a big deal that's a big addition to the team and then you got the spire deal like we talked about too i mean i think that they are capable of making a big jump and to hear brett say it i mean i you know i i believe in that so yeah, I mean, Shiplet won seven races that year. You hit on, on with Cole Custer. I mean, you don't just you don't just forget how to win. I mean, in NASCAR, you know, you don't forget that. And um, you know, that's I, going back to the playoffs. You know, look at if he says if he truly believes that I have nothing, but you know, to take his word for it. And but you know, all, at the same time, you know, we'll we'll know in due time. We'll yeah. know after the first – you got Atlanta. You know, like I think he told you how Atlanta's driving. We know, we all know Daytona's a crapshoot. But look at his stats at Talladega. He damn near won the thing and did win the thing, actually, and NASCAR overturned it um, and gave it to Matt Benedetto. <laughs> but Brett was the first one to the line, and, and, and even in the camera view, he looked like he was – at the restart or the, the, you know, timing loops, he looked like he was the leader. But – He's fast at super speedways, and so you've got two right off the bat. Well, we're going to scratch both of those because, like he's, I think he told you in that interview, you know, he, he's had all this good luck running good. It's going to come back to bite him, or he told you something like that, I believe. But um, throw those two out, then we go to some short tracks, mile and a half. That's where we'll know if he's – gonna be good and uh, let me be honest we talked about we talked about the truck series there's another guy that and he mentioned that he was going to do sim racing with grant infinger is in is is another one of those out he is an alabama guy as well ironically but is another guy who is driving for a team that is not used to being up front you know he's racing for cody robaugh they're getting a lot of GMS's old trucks, and I think they're having alliance with Spire as well. You know, so there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of drivers that are getting equipment, you know, that's not used to being up front, but now it's going to be up front or hoping it's going to be up front. And there's a lot of drivers that are used to being up front and taking over a set equipment that's not used to being up front. I know that's a tongue tie right there and can be confusing, but – Let's just say that the truck series, truck series is probably right there or a little below Xfinity Series in competitiveness this year. I mean, I think there's 20 trucks that day in, day out can win the race. 
Um, and I think you and me both and Dusty and everybody watching, we need to reevaluate that real quick. And so um, Rajah Karuf, like we said, got signed today um, in a Spire truck. So, I mean, we didn't even have – none of us expected him to be – we didn't know what he was doing, so we didn't add him to the playoffs. But, I mean, you're liable to think he's going to win a race. Yeah, I mean, my my playoffs, I mean, from the beginning, I only had like five locks for the trucks anyway. I mean, I just think it's going to be that competitive. I only had five locks in my playoffs. And then now you've got the Raja news and you've got, you know, Brett being as confident as he is. And, I mean, I think it's going to be truly an incredible season in the truck series. Just that how many different trucks are capable of winning and how many drivers are capable of winning. Um so yeah, I've, I mean, I've got my playoff group here. I might have to make some adjustments, but you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm just gonna scrap mine from what I said last week, and I'm just gonna redo it. I mean, might as well do it. And so, who do who, remind me again, and remind everybody who you have in the experience your 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 or your truck series the five the five locks that you have because only ten make it. We think there should be more, obviously. There should be 12, you know, as, as competitive trucks, but we're not NASCAR. But who are your – who is – half? you have half the field locked. And so can you remind us who that is? So my five locks, uh, just going in numerical order, I got Nick Sanchez. Uh, dude was great last year. I think, again, got the Spire Alliance this year. So, I mean, I think he'll just continue to get better, obviously. Corey Heim, that's my championship pick. I've been up front about that since episode one of this. Like, I mean, he was incredible last year and just, you know, you got the whole team back. I, I think he's got to be the favorite going in. Um, Christian Eck has won, a bunch, won some races last year. Ty Majeski and Ben Rose. Those are my five locks for the truck. And then the field, the field is, the field is the other five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Literally, we say that jokingly, but also realistically, like there's 15 other guys who could fill that spot. Yeah, I mean, so because like originally, I'll just I'll just go ahead and say. So originally, I had those were my five locks. I had three that I was pretty confident in, and I have that's Lane Riggs. Um, I, I had Ty Dillon is pretty confident with some of those other names. He might kind of drop down to the borderline there um and then jake garcia i was pretty confident i think he's gonna he's gonna hit a thor sport this year i think he's gonna keep getting better too he just kind of barely missed it last year um and then i had so every i mean there's that one niche truck every year that seems to be the better than the others um so you could have gone either way with bailey curry or matt mills i went with bailey curry uh, he's had some good runs and some lesser equipment but my, Matt, Matt Mills has too. So, I mean, either, it could be either one of those because for whatever reason, it seems to only be one. And then I <laughs> finger winning. I mean, we talked about it. He's a good driver, and you got Daytona or Atlanta before the playoffs. So, I was kind of assuming he might take one of those, and that was kind of my surprise. Like, if you want to call Grant Anfinger a surprise winner, that was kind of my surprise winner there. Yeah, I'm kind of on board with you. You know, <clears throat> we really didn't – this is kind of all a conglomeration of, you know, breakdown of the clash plus, you know, truck series preview slash re-preview 2.0, whatever you want to call it. You know, we got five trucks at Tricon. Every single one of them, even Dean Thompson, has a chance to win a race. That's, that is Toyota's flagship now, right? So, um, those are five, all right? Then you've got, like you said, Lane Riggs, a very established grassroots racer, you know, son of Scott Riggs, and um, you know, a guy that Kevin Harvick essentially got got him that ride, you know, the thirty eight ride. He ran some races for Xfinity for college last year and did very well. Granted, it was in top equipment, but he is going in a truck that is used to winning a lot of races, used to has won the championship two years ago. So, I mean, you got him. You've got um, all four Thor Sport trucks, like you said. Um, the seven or eight Spire, you know, whatever you want to call them, Spire-associated trucks. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 
we can go any kind of way you want to with the niece trucks. Like you said, that's kind of the wildest situation. I've, I, I've never understood. I mean, it's either one truck's really good and one's not, and they have their all-star truck. That's always good. It's yeah. never really mattered who you put in that. It's like you said, it's, it's one or the other. Um, but you know, you got a lot of, lot of, um, a lot of unknowns there and I'm agreeing with you. I think my locks um, after re looking at my list and looking at all the roster changes, I think my five locks or my final four, I'll just do um, my final four. Um, I got Corey Hum. I've got um, <clears throat> I've got Corey Hum. I've got um, Ben Rhodes. I think he's a lot. I also think Nick Sanchez is going to be a lock in your final four. Um, and I, I'm, I'm kind of torn on the um, – I'm kind of torn on the um, last lock, but I, I, looking at the notes and everything, I really think that um, and this might shock you a little bit, but I think Thor Sports going to have two trucks in the final four. And I, I think Matt Crafton sneaks in for his last swan song, Good Year. Um you know, he won the championship one year without even winning a race. I mean, you, can, you can't be that consistent without getting a win um, too many times in your career, but he's done it. I think that's my four locks. Um, I think Lane Riggs gets a win. I think I think both Gray brothers get a win. I know you're high on them. Um, Chase Purdy, not a name a lot that people are throwing around, but like that Spire Alliance, he didn't do – Terrible at Kyle Busch Motorsports last year. Tom Jesse's going to get a win. I mean, I, he was the other one that I was going to argue with on Matt Crafton. But um, Chase Purdy is um, – I finally think he gets a win. <laughs> Brett probably can sneak one in. Marco Andretti, I know he's not running for the points or anything, but don't be shocked if he runs good. Rajah Carew's probably going to be on the playoffs. I mean, I mean, from top to bottom, it's stacked. Um, like, I'll go with you and say – the five, six locks, and then, hell, the field for whoever else. I mean, it can be a number of drivers. So I'm, I'm looking forward to get when we get down to Daytona. Our luck, we're going to have some Bobby Dodd Chevrolet Silverado from out in the middle of nowhere win Daytona like John King did one year for Red Horse. And then we're like, well, damn, that takes a playoff spot. I mean, Spencer Boyd, I mean, we love – He's the guy of the show. I mean, that 76 new truck of his. I mean, crazier things have happened. I mean, we might get down to Daytona and have six trucks finished. Yeah, I mean, Spencer Boyd got a bunch of GMS equipment, too, from them shutting down. So, I mean, he could. He won that Talladega. Yeah. Ty Dillon, I mean, we don't know what to think of him. I mean, I know you love Ty Dillon because he's a great human and is a very smart guy, but he hasn't had the results as his brother has. That's another intriguing one. I mean, that Rackley War team, though, is a great short track program with late models. We see that, like, you know, what they can do with, um, you know, the late model program. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking I think it's going to be a good season for the trucks, very competitive, and I, I can't wait to get down, you know, down there to um, get started next week. And we'll, we'll – when the entry list and stuff come out next week, me and Chase and – Doofus, um, Dustin gets back. I'm glad he's he's really guys. He's really battling. He's 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 really he could have the well wishes and prayers. He's had he's got the flu, um, so I mean we keep him in our thoughts and prayers. And all seriousness, he's okay. But he says it's probably the worst he's ever felt. So hopefully next week we'll have him and bright eyed and bushy tailed and energized like the energized bunny and have him back and have some outlandish Chase Briscoe pick. I'm sure next week. It sure. can't can't go wrong. It's the weekly Chase Briscoe pick, right? Sure, he's got Chase Briscoe on pole, winning the heat or winning the duel, and then leading every lap of the Daytona 500 too. So, yeah, that's probably right. And um, but uh, that'll wrap it up here on um, episode three. Again, um, I'm Jordan. That's Chase. Uh, we appreciate Brett coming on, and uh, we can't wait for y'all to. Um, uh, hear what we have to say about next week, what Outlandish takes and what blows up in our face and what, what we do hit right and what doesn't go right. And uh, 
last actually last one thing I'll say we're like we're all going to Atlanta. Um, we're thinking about doing some kind of trackside stream blog. I don't know how we're gonna do it, but try to throw a lot of our content together and throw it out there on YouTube and uh, with our access to some of the drivers that we know and we interact with on social media and at the tracks, we're gonna try to do some th cool things with them. But um, like I said, this was episode three of Just Turn Left, and I appreciate y'all listening. In. See you guys next week.